Hello, hello, and welcome to the Next Level Loan Officers Podcast, the number one podcast for loan officers by loan officers with real originators in the trenches, just like you every single day. If they can go there, how come I can't go there? Well, you can't. Like if you don't water your plants, you don't have future crops. You can't feed your family. You can't make a living. This is watering your crops. You have to find your community and you have to dig in. If it wasn't for you guys, I can tell you probably my trajectory would have been a completely different one. We'll see you on the next Next Level Loan Officers podcast. Well, welcome. Welcome back. We've got another edition here of the Next Level Loan Officers podcast. Man, well into the 200 episodes here as we are talking all things loan officer origination, resources for loan officers as they navigate this market. And uh, man, we're just out here trying to help loan officers do better and be better. Hey, joined with me today, my friend, uh, my fellow co-founder, Mr. Kenneth Travis. Kenneth, welcome to the studio. Man, it's always glad to get on there. <laughs> always glad to be on the Next Level Officers podcast. It's been a long time, guys. Uh, we've got so many episodes, uh, so much content, so much value, and uh, we're happy to provide this to the loan officer community. Uh, if you're not in the community, it is a great time to get in. Uh, we have a free community that we have offering to the industry. We're well over uh, 10,000 uh, members in the yep. uh, in the community, and uh, it's rapidly, rapidly growing, and we would certainly like to have you in there as well. But, Kellen, we've got some pretty cool stuff to talk about today. Yeah, man. You know, um, I'll tell you, hmm. you know, one of the things that we probably hear most often from loan officers is, uh, Hey, you know, what do I do now to try and get more business? Oh, and by the way, I need to do it on a budget, right? Because last time I checked KT and, you know, I don't know about you, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's a little challenging out there right now. And a lot of these loan officers, uh, you know, they've cut back and they've trimmed some expenses and they're, uh, you know, trying to be efficient and smart with the way that they operate and they don't have a big budget to do a lot of things. So, um, you know, as you and I were talking offline, I think, man, you know, let's talk about a handful of things that are budget friendly ways to go out and generate new partnerships. Right. That's Fair it. enough. Drum up That's some it. new deals. Yeah. 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 And I think we should probably start like, you know, I think everyone hears you got to have a CRM, right? You got to have mm -hmm. a means of pushing out information or collecting data so you can deliver information, whether it's online, uh, using text, email, uh, or even their mailing address. And I'm a big fan of direct mail um, if it's done right. And we'll talk a little bit about that. But let's just jump right in. You know, it's like you got your CRM set up, you've got your clients in there and you're organized what next? Like no one really, you know, teaches, you know, always gets in the trenches of like, what are some ideas that are quick, easy, and that will get you results? Um, I think, you know, like we were talking, Kellen, you know, personal handwritten note cards are so valuable. I get them literally. And, and this is true. I've got three sitting here on my desk that I have received personally. And uh, it's interesting because I opened one yesterday and it was from a uh, it was from a real estate agent 
for a, a, something that we had done together. Um, I got another one from a client. And so I know how I feel, Kellen, when I open up a thank you card and I read it. It's not a big deal, but right. it's a thoughtful thought. And that's right. what I like about it. And to me, that's what st- strengthens the relationship with the client or the real estate agent or whoever you're writing the handwritten note card for. So really put yourself in their perspective, right? Like yep. how are they going to feel? Uh, when they receive this handwritten note card. And if you write it correctly, and there's a great book called Mr. Thank You by our good friend, yep. John Israel. I'll give him a quick yep. plug. Uh, he's the one that's really taught us um, how to write a perfect thank you card. And so if you don't have Mr. Thank You, that's definitely a book I would recommend. And uh, and I'm very intentional about when we're writing these cards. And it's it's to really make a connection, not just write it to check it off the list, but for it to be impactful. And so I'm a huge fan of uh, of handwritten note cards. Well, I think the impact from the person who receives it is, you know, when you think about the world that we live in today and how everything's automated, everything's digital, there's an easy button for a lot of things. But a handwritten note takes time. Somebody had to sit down and write it and stick it in the envelope and put a stamp on it and address it. And that takes time. And in a world where our time is so valuable and already stretched so thin, when you get that and you know somebody took the time to do all of those things, that's what makes it really special. So, you know, a lot of, when we talk about this, a lot of times people are like, oh man, can I automate this? Or could I do this? I mean, man, don't because that loses the touch, right? The touch of when somebody opens that and they see that you took the time to write the note, that's, that's the impact there. So, and we've talked a lot about handwritten notes on previous podcasts. So yeah, um, I won't spend a ton of time on that one, but yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. It's such, we got so many to share, but like it it is Kellen, like, you know, John, you know, he, he tells a story about writing a handwritten note card to a pilot. Dude, almost every time I'm on a plane, I'm writing a thank you card to the pilot and giving it to him. And it's so funny. I get more out of writing them for me just being selfishly like, but what, what's in it for me? And it just makes me feel really good about for putting good back into the world with nothing, with no expectations in exchange. But when you start really implementing that inside of your business, it's just, I think it's a, I personally think it's a game changer and it can definitely move the needle. It's not an immediate play. It's a long-term play. Although I've seen short-term benefits from it as well. So hundred percent. So All right, let me jump in here with another one. This is a good one. <clears throat> Completely free. If you have a CRM, this is a great um, piggybacked strategy to use. Um, it's one that I, so it's getting client reviews or client testimonials right now. I did this for a long time with Zillow. I think inside of Zillow, I had like 60 or 70 five-star reviews, which was hard to do because in Zillow, they had to be verified. They had to be actually tied to a transaction. So Getting 60 or 70 was a big deal. Well, a couple of years ago, I decided I didn't want to be all in on Zillow for a number of reasons. And so, and we, maybe even we had a mastermind and we talked about it. So I went to Google and I've started collecting reviews on Google and I'm still, I'm still small in this. I think I maybe have 50, maybe have 60, but I will tell you this, we work, uh, our team works diligently to go back and try to collect as many as we possibly can. And I will tell you that every time we go in and we start adding more reviews and we get, you know, we get up another five or another 10, we inevitably get a phone call from somebody who was like, Hey, I'm looking to do a loan and I saw your name on Google. Right. And I'll tell you that in a purchase driven environment, that's, that's 
you know, you get a few of those, but in a refinance driven environment, you'll get a lot more of those. Right. And so we had more when we were getting refinances, but I'm telling you, and again, just if we're thinking down the road, right, we're thinking refinances down the road, start now with Google reviews, build that up because that can add another couple of deals to your pipeline every single month. People searching, seeing your information, reading your reviews and, and doing, and we do that through our CRM. So at the end of the transaction or half partway through the transaction, it sends out an email. It asks for review and we track who gives them and who doesn't. And then we can follow up with those who don't and see if they're willing to do that. Yeah. And if you've got a bunch of people in your database that have never given you a review, you can do some sort of campaign to those people and put them yes. into a drawing to give something away. And, uh, you know, I've seen people get 50, 60 reviews in a 30 day period, just, you know, doing that. Yeah. And let me tell you, let me add on a little uh, additional strategy here because I figured this out a little late to the game, but this is huge too. They don't have to have closed a loan with you to leave you a review, right? So if we think about that for a minute, I actually had a guy that uh, I was working with a lot and uh, he was a VA and anyway, long story short, he ended up going with a builder because the rate was significantly better and nothing I could do about that. But he was like, man, I really appreciate all of your advice, helping me through the process, everything. I'll make sure to refer people to you. If there's anything else I can do, let me know. I was like, dude, actually, would you be willing to leave me a five-star review on Google? He's like, 100%. Absolutely. I think he felt guilty that he wasn't using me. So he went on Google and wrote this amazing review. It's better than most of the people who actually closed with us. It's, <laughs> it's like yeah. two paragraphs long. It's, it's really nice. Yeah. My point in that is, is like, look for opportunities to ask people for a review. If it's a listing agent, you had a great transaction on, Hey, would you leave me a review? I'd love to leave you a review, right? The agents you work with now, currently, you may not have closed a transaction with them personally, like their transaction, but they've worked with you. They could leave a review as to how you operate and how your team operates. So look for opportunities. They don't have to be closed clients to leave a review. It could be anybody that interacts with your business. Yeah. You know, there's no better way to um, gain credibility and social proof than having others, third parties, clients, people you've worked with, sing your praises. Like it's right. the best form of, of, of social proof and it works time and time again. Um, let's talk about another one that uh, yep. kind of comes to mind. Um, I think that, you know, when you're, when you're thinking in terms of like marketing to your database and maybe the past customers that you've, you know, done loans for or haven't done loans for, maybe they're, you know, I've got credit restoration type of people that go into a category and I kind of keep my clients categorized, closed clients, um, people that are pre-approved, but still looking, you can craft a different message for all of them. But like my closed clients, people that I've, you know, have done business with, how many of them do you think have rates under 6%, right? Most of them, right? And so what can I give them? You know, what's different in the market today that I can give them that's be something of value? Because I think what we've seen uh, is a lot of homeowners not wanting to move out, Kellen. They're wanting to stay in that low. They want to stay in that home. The rate's low, but guess what? Their home value, at least in my market, has gone up 30 to 40%. So right. what do they have? They have equity. Well, this is a great time to really start educating your um, your database of people about the opportunities of like a HELOC loan, as an example. Mm -hmm. 
Hey, I know you got a low rate, right? But have you thought about a HELOC if you want to do some home improvements or eliminate some debts or something like that? Um, And it's definitely a good option for people. Another thing you can do is start educating, right? I think education is key in giving them market updates about like, hey, I know rates are high. People don't want to buy, but there is this thing called a 2-1 buy down. Consumers don't know. Realtors don't even know, right? Right. And so it doesn't take... A lot of time, it's literally, as long as you've got your people in some sort of CRM, you're basically creating the, the, the video or you're creating the email or whatever you're sending, however you're going to send them, and you send it to them, right? Yep. And you do it yep. consistently. Yep. You know, you don't have to do it every day, but you need to be in front of them at least once a week, l- giving them some sort of a market update or a Wednesday tip or whatever, however you want to structure sure. it. Yep. So. Yep. I love that. I think that's great. You know, <clears throat> and that kind of piggybacks into what, you know, what I was going to say next, which is the local, um, the market reports, right? Just talking about what's going on in your, uh, local market and whether that's, um, real estate trends, whether that's, uh, community activities, uh, whether that's how long housing is staying on the market, uh, you know, all of those things that people find. I mean, how often can, do you walk, you know, you walk around town or you, you, you run into somebody somewhere. I mean, this happens to me all the time. And people are like, hey, man, what are interest rates these days? I was at the doctor's office last yeah. week. And uh, the doctor was like, tell me what you do again. I was like, oh, I'm in the mortgage business. Oh, man, what are rates now? Right? Like, that, like that's just a question people ask, right? How's the market? And so, again, if you want to be that um, expert authority, you know, provide that information. Send out updates about the market, about rates. And again, also be a community expert. What's happening in your community? What are big announcements that are happening? Yeah. Uh, what are things that are going on that people would want to know about, right? You want people to look at you as a resource, not that you're always asking them for business, not that you're always um, touting your business, but you're talking about what's going on in the market that that they are going to find interesting. Yep. I love it. You know, and I'm a, in, in kind of moving on to some other ideas that we had about today's uh, podcast was like, what are some other things that are maybe a little bit outside the box that you could do to maybe fill in some of those gaps if you're not, you know, um, hitting your database consistently? Because I do believe there's kind of an offline and an online, yeah. uh, online like email, you're, you're emailing them and you're uh, communicating uh, with past clients through social media. That's that's without being said. But sometimes you got to take that offline. And man, I still get things from some of the biggest companies in the world in my mailbox, mm-hmm. Google, Amazon. You know, they're not dumb. Like they know that there's a large group of people out there. And so for me, um, sending clients and this can go for clients and realtors. Right. And like I've made a habit over the probably the last couple of years to start getting realtors home addresses. Right. Because they're mm-hmm. rarely at the office. And when I send stuff, it may be two or three weeks before they get it, you know. Right. And right. so now I just get their home address and I send things. But I'm a big fan, guys, of monthly mailers like direct mail now you don't have to do a direct mail campaign if you're on a budget it can be very inexpensive you can pick your top 50 or top 100 clients right that's the way i do it i have almost 2,000 clients closed clients in my database and i'm not email it would cost me probably five to six thousand dollars a month to do what i wanted to do on a consistent basis what i like to do is go in there and pick out you know a top 100 Um, I think I've got a top 300 clients and I like to stay in front of them on a very consistent basis. And I add to that list and sometimes I take away. But the point is, is that you can send different things that are very themed January through December. 
You can do it six months out of the year. You can do it every month if you want to. But I just wanted to share with him, Kellen, some of the ideas that you and I have and things that we've done in the past that might, you know, give you an idea on like what to send in the mail. I'm big on lumpy mail, right? Because, mm-hmm, dude, mm-hmm. if you get something in there, um, they're going to open it up. And I did silly stuff. Man, I remember there's been times where I put a rubber band in the first month, two, the second, three, the third, fourth. Well, guess what happened after about the fifth mailing? I got clients getting all these rubber bands from me. They would start saying, Kenneth, why are you sending me these rubber bands? I said, I just wanted to see if you'd pick up the, I mean, I'd have to send you before you'd pick up the phone and call me. Right. Right. And so it's great. And they laugh and they're just like, you know, Hey, by the way, how's the house? How's the kids? Right. And it's just a relationship thing. Um, I've sent all kinds of stuff in the mail, right? I've sent watermelons in the mail. I've sent, candy and tootsie i mean I've sent, I yeah to, yeah yeah tootsie rolls are really big because those are very lumpy and they're lightweight mm-hmm. and it's always fun to uh see the the male lady pick them up because then they're just like what the heck you know like how am i right. gonna they'll do it you know you've heard me about you know me sending shoes in the mail to realtors you know telling them i want to get my foot in the door but and people pick it up and they're just like this is outside the box but anyway so um so for us, I think that uh, like, you know, January through December, pick pick all of them or one of them. But um, we've, we have a couple of ideas of things that we like to do. I think January is always a good time to remind people um, to, you know, if they haven't filed a homestead, to file a homestead. Right. right? Yeah. Or if they got any escrow questions around escrow, maybe that's good for a November through January. But, you know, you could do that. February, you could do like a Valentine's Day wish of some kind if you wanted to, but you can also be outside the box. So we got yeah, love that. And these are all good ideas. I think, you know, I think the name of the game is, and hopefully we've just kind of spurred some thinking, right. Is, is think about things. Well, let me back up. Not everything has to be expensive, right? Not everything has to be expensive. Not everything has to involve a new piece of technology. Um, there are a lot of things that you can do to get creative, to communicate with people. Bottom line is, is we, and we've been saying this for six months. If you're not actively in front of your database right now, if you're not actively having those conversations and those interactions, then when the tide does turn and refinances do become an option and you're trying to get reconnected with them, it's going to be harder and harder and harder. So start mm-hmm. now. <clears throat> Our last several podcasts have been about things to start now to be ready when this market turns around. So yeah, that's the key for today is, Hey man, how, yeah. what are some things we can do to be cost-effective yet impactful? Uh, what do those look like? So Ken, yeah. man, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny you should say that because I had a lot of years, Kellen, where like I didn't send something every single month and I just picked months to send it like St. Patrick's day. Mm-hmm. And I would skip Christmas because everyone else was sending stuff on Christmas. I'd send yep. it in Thanksgiving time where no one else sure. was sending anything. Sure. So you also want to be very intentional about your, um, about the the delivery and the impact it's going to have. So I was yeah. I also like to look at what other people are doing. Maybe do something completely different, so it's more memorable. 100%. So yeah, 100%. anyway, good stuff, man. Well, thank you all. Appreciate it. Uh, you can check us out over at becomenl.com. If you are not a current Next Level Loan Officers free community member, it's free over there. Check it out. Uh, that's it for us. We'll catch you on the next Next Level Loan Next Level Loan Officers podcast. Thanks.